Welcome to the Today Will Be Awesome podcast, a short form podcast where I share stories, songs, and conversations that aim to inspire you to see the beauty in each day. This podcast is hosted by me, Kylie Odetta. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode four of the Today Will Be Awesome podcast. Today is a special day because I have a good friend here with me, David Michon, and we're going to be chatting about music production, mixing and mastering, which disclaimer for some of you out there who might not know what mixing and mastering is, mixing is the stage after recording where you blend individual tracks together, while mastering is the final stage of audio production where you polish the entire mix to prepare for distribution so that your song sounds good across all platforms. We're also going to be talking about the creative process and how both humility and confidence are so crucial when making art. This is my first official interview on the podcast. And if you love music, then hopefully this conversation with David is going to be super interesting to you. If you're not into music, I would say you have two options here. Number one, you could skip this episode. Or number two, you could listen anyways and potentially learn something new. Hearing someone talk about what excites them and their mentality towards their career is always fascinating to me. I personally find it really neat that there are so many different rabbit holes we could dive down in life. So speaking of diving, let's dive into this conversation. So David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I was going to do an introduction for you, but I figured it would be more effective and fun if you just told people a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, your music background, all that fun stuff. So who are you? Uh, I'm 30 years old. I'm married, have two kids. So I wear a dad hat a lot of times, which is super fun. Um, I've been doing music since I was 10 years old. My dad um, bought me a guitar from a pawn shop and just kind of always played guitar kind of growing up. Um, definitely one of those things that like when I wanted to get away from like playing video games and spending all my time with that, I was like, oh, I should pour into guitar. Something may be productive for my life. Um, so I kind of just played music all throughout high school, kind of just in my room, you know, I wasn't known at schools like the music kid or anything like that. Um, and then I, yeah, (laughs) everyone's got their thing, you know, I feel like I kind of was just like invisible, whatever. Um, then I went to Liberty. Um, I got a degree in worship and music studies. So just continued to learn more about music in general, music theory, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, how to lead teams, how to lead bands. And then uh, shortly after graduating, um, I bought a microphone and I just started recording stuff. So, That's amazing. Yeah, it was just like a fun way to like make some money and like explore a new avenue of music. So yeah. at that time, I kind of did anything I could possibly get paid for in music. So like I was in a wedding band. I you got to do that. Yeah, yeah. You got to do that, especially do that starting sometime. out. Uh, I taught music lessons okay. and then I started recording and I started writing like instrumental music wow. for sync purposes kind of That's a thing. That's amazing. Yeah. And then as um, kind of different things have taken off and I found like what I like, what I'm good at, all those things, I've kind of narrowed down what I do to today, which is mostly mixing and mastering for people. And then I still write music for TV and film and that kind of stuff. Um, but my bulk of my work that I do is mixing and mastering. Um, so still get to play a lot with music, uh, still work at a church. So I still do a lot of music stuff at church. So 
So with mixing and mastering, did you like study that or did, is that something you just developed over time? Like as you got into doing more recording and production? Cause I know that's like a specific skill that can kind of be hard to learn how to do well. Yeah. So when I graduated college and bought a microphone, I really didn't know anything about mixing and mastering. I thought I knew about guitar tone because every guitarist like thinks they know about that. Um, But I really had no idea. Um, And so when I bought a microphone, it was like uh, eye-opening experience of I have a lot to learn. So spent just a lot of humbling. Oh yes, it is very humbling. Um, but of course, you're also like so excited in the beginning stage yeah. that like you overlook how bad everything you did was. Spend hours just like yeah, making yeah. terrible songs. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I just spent a lot of time on YouTube, just mm. searching things. Um, I think when you work for people, like I didn't charge a lot. Like it was like fifty bucks, and I recorded a whole song for you. That's like, amazing. Programmed all the instruments, mixed like mixed and mastered, and so like it was a fifty dollar quality, which right. isn't great. But, you know, the artist was stoked because their music was getting, you know, brought to life. And then I was stoked because I was getting paid a little something. But I think, like, the pressure of when you work with someone is really good. Mm. So, like, I wanted that to be, like, the best mix they were going to get. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, if they paid a lot more and hired someone who really knew what they're doing, it was going to be way better. Mm. But from my mind, like, that really helped me progress because there's that pressure of, like, I have to show this to someone. They're going to give me feedback. They're going to ask me about it. Um, I want it to translate well. I don't want like them to be disappointed and have given me money. Like I'd feel like yeah. I was like robbing them if yeah. you know they paid me and then they weren't happy in the end. Um, so I think that's really helpful. Um, I had some people that like I trusted that were further along than me. Yeah, I was but... gonna ask: Was there anybody that you like sent your first mixes to and was like, "Hey, like, is this good or bad?" Or did you just kind of trust your ear? Like, how did you develop oh, your yeah. ear to yeah. hear a good mix? Yeah. So there was this guy that I worked with named Mike Anderson um, that just was awesome and really humble, really patient, really kind to me. And so all the time I could just show him mixes. And I remember there's just even times he'd pull pull out a whiteboard and just like show me like, hey, this is completely what you're missing. This is what you don't know. We need um, people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was so nice, too, because some of it was like sometimes when you hear something that's hard to hear, it can also be very encouraging. So like he would just tell me like, hey, I just don't think you have an ear for this yet. Mm. Like compression. He was always telling me like, hey, like, I just don't really think you know what you're doing. And I think it's going to take like a couple of years to really like hear this. And so for me, that was very freeing because it was like, I'm not dumb. Yeah. Like, I, it's not that I'm not smart enough to know what this does. He's just telling me that like, I have to fine tune part of my skill over time and then I'll be good. So that was very helpful. Um, but I also think there's a lot of benefit in asking people who aren't experts. Mm. So... I mean, my wife all the time, I would show her stuff. Yeah. Mostly because I was like really proud, but I also be like, what do you hear? What do you think? And, you know, she wouldn't tell me like something very nerdy, like, oh, the EQ needs right. to be changed here. But she would say like, oh, I don't really, I can't really hear the vocals mm-hmm. or, oh, like that hurts my ears when I hear that part. And that was extremely helpful because she's really the audience that most of us are like putting our music out for. Yeah. You know, someone who's not an expert in this yeah. craft, like we're not. I don't make music only for experts. Mm-hmm. Like we make it for everybody that yes. wants to enjoy it and listen to it. So I think there's a lot of value in asking experts, but I think there's also a ton of value in asking non-experts. And I think there's a lot of humility that you have to do too. 
Yeah. So I feel like that's a mistake that I see in a lot of people is like, they're just not willing to take that coaching and humility from someone who knows less than them. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, that person actually has a really good vantage point. And so we have to like value that. Yeah. That's such a good perspective to have. Like, I love that so much. Cause yeah, I mean, for, for all of you guys listening out there, I actually send my mixes to David a lot. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, if he's not mixing the song itself, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? And it can be, yeah. Sometimes as an artist, maybe like doubt your own ear or like, sometimes you feel really confident about things but then other times you're like maybe it sounds good to me but it won't sound good to everyone else and so it's helpful like you said to to ask people who know what they're talking about but also just to like ask your friends not that you guys don't know what you're talking about yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. you know like in different everybody has their different areas of expertise and yeah to just get like a general post like hey like how do you feel about the song like do you like it does it sound good does it make your ears bleed <laughs> like yeah, and yeah. and valuing at the perspective that everybody brings to the table yeah. I think that's beautiful and when you ask someone like you know, you ask me to listen to your mixes. I think like you just want to honor the person you're asking to. Of, yeah. like, don't ask them and then like completely blow off their advice or right. like don't keep getting mixes mixed by someone else, but then keep asking another professional for right. their opinion. Like it's okay from time to time. Um, I know sometimes like for you specifically, like you're co-writing with people. Mm-hmm. And so like, you're not really like always choosing the person who's yeah. mixing it. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't want to be like, oh, they never hire me, but then they always use me to make their project right. better. I would feel a little used at that yeah. point. So I do think it's like you want to strike a good balance yeah. with the people that you're asking Absolutely. and just kind of honor them in that way. Yeah. You do a good job of that, Kylie. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, no, I think honor is like honor in general. That's something I've been talking about with a lot of people recently, a lot of like the young people I lead at church is like, you know, it's not necessarily about doing the perfect thing all the time, but it's having the question in your mind, like, is what I'm doing honoring Mm -hmm. another person right now? And if you can't like confidently say like, yes, I'm like honoring this person, then it's like, maybe like adjust that a little bit, you know? And, and we all, we all got to, yeah, it can be interesting, but okay. So speaking of, we're on kind of the topic of like mixing, mastering, all those things. Um, so say you've come to the end of a project and you've broken through those like, like creative moments where maybe you're feeling stuck or whatever, you get to the end of the project. And speaking of, you were just talking about revisions and, you know, sending revisions to somebody else, like continuing to work with somebody. So how do you know when a song is done? Like when you've sent it through multiple rounds of revisions or like maybe clients have sent it to you, is it just a general, like it just feels good. It feels like it's done. Or is there a moment for you where you kind of have to step away and like realize, okay, I'm spending too much time like nitpicking this and I just need to like let it breathe for a week or two. Like what's that process coming to the end of a project for you? Like, yep. Um, so everyone has different like philosophies on revisions and all that. And that's totally fine. So I know some people, you know, they charge per revision. Some people's like, oh, the first three revisions and then everything after that. Um, so you just kind of have to pick like, what am I trying to do? What kind of clients am I trying to bring about? So currently in my current season, because this could change, um, I kind of don't limit revisions and I also don't charge more for revisions, but that's just part of like my desire for the artist to feel cared for. So like, again, I work with some people that pay a lot of money to get something done and then they're not happy about it. And that's like a huge bummer. Yeah. Especially when it's something like your art that's very personal to you. So I've just kind of made it a point at this point in my career of like, hey, I'm just going to keep trying to make the artist happy in the end. And I'm fairly confident that I can usually always do that. Um, So, you know, when someone comes back with like four or five, six revisions to me, that's just like I've already committed my mind. Like, that's okay. Okay. Um, Because in the end, I want them to be happy. I don't want them to end with like, I wanted more stuff done, but I couldn't afford to keep getting revisions done. 
again, that's a philosophy. So that's yeah. not like evil if someone's different because that right. does take time. Every revision you do. Yeah. Um, I also like there's sometimes I send mixes to clients um, that I'm not even like super sure of. Mm. Um, so like maybe I've worked on it. I've got it like pretty good. I'm still like, yeah, I'm not like stoked about it. There's some things maybe like, I'm not even sure what I want differently. Honestly, at that point, it's great to send it to the client and just tell them be like, Hey, like I'm like kind of getting far in this, but I'm not like, I'm not usually where I'd be when I send a mix, but I kind of want your direction before I like even continue to committing for more. Yeah. Um, and that ends up being really good. Um, cause the artist hears it and they're like, oh yeah, I love all these things, but like, whoa, that is not the direction I wanted to go. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I would have continued going right. in that direction had I not asked. So I think sometimes, I mean, you know, this, it takes a lot of vulnerability showing yeah. someone something that's not done. Yeah. So just being okay with like, I'm just upfront. Hey, like I'm not done. This is just my first rough mix. Please let me know your thoughts. Like I want to continue like dialing this in yeah. to make sense. Um, I think also to answer your question, listening on multiple mm -hmm. sources for me really helps. Like great if I tip. can pull it out in the car and like it instantly sounds really great in the car, I'm like, oh, I'm getting pretty close. But when I get in the car, I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of things I would change still. I know that I have a lot more work to do on it. Yeah. Um, so that's also very helpful. Uh, but yeah, you're also working with artists. So in the end, it's really their opinion mm -hmm. that matters. So mm -hmm. when I'm mixing for people, it's their opinion. When they think it's done, it's done. Um, if they want to move it in a direction that I'm like, yeah, we're kind of going backwards in that. Like mm -hmm. it's their thing. Like yeah. it's their art. They're the ones paying for it. Yeah. They're the ones it's like the expression Customers of who always they are. right. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I think very much so. Um, there is times that I feel like I've made mixes worse mm. to make artists happy and that's totally okay. Yeah. Um, it's also not a science. Like mm. sometimes things can sound less polished um, or not technically as good, but people like that. Yeah. So like, you, again, you have to trust the artists. They're the ones, it's their brand. They're the ones marketing it. They know what kind of they want. Um, yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's hard because like it does reflect back on me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's just some things I'm more proud of that I've mixed and other things I'm like, yeah, I mean, like I'm not as proud of the overall mix. But yeah. like, I am happy that the artist is happy and yeah. I'm happy that it's out there for them and that kind of stuff. So yeah. just and tensions you manage. Yeah. And that is where it gets like tricky with, with art. Cause yeah, it can be so many people have different opinions and thoughts on like what something feels and sounds like. And oh, yeah. you might have like this professional opinion. You're like, Oh, that's technically not like correct. Yep. But the artist is like, this feels amazing for me. And it's like, yep. okay, it's like a little bit of a loss, a little bit of a win, but like yep. the artist is happy. And hopefully that, yeah, is all that matters at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I was going to say, if I could be real too, sometimes it's hard because sometimes people show me stuff that I don't like. Right. And they're asking for my opinion on it and they're working with another professional. I want to be really careful of like, Hey, that's not what I would do. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't think that means that person's bad at their craft. Right. If that makes sense. Still comes back around to honoring like the yeah, other, the yeah. other creative, the other producer, the other yeah. person who like they're putting their spin on something yes. and it might not be your preference, but yeah. it's not just coming out and be like, Oh yeah, that's bad. It's like, yep. no, like this wouldn't be what I would do, but like I'm honoring the work that they have put yep. into it. Yeah. And so with that, like, I feel like a common theme even today so far has been like this contrast, but also, you know, they go together like humility and mm -hmm. confidence. And so, um, maybe like talk a little bit about in your own journey, like personally and musically, how have you kind of like towed the line of both being humble and confident in what you do? Cause you do have to have like a level of mm -hmm. confidence when you're making art, you know, because if you're so insecure that you never put anything out yep. then and a lot of listeners maybe you find yourself there today and like just want to say first of all that's okay like I used to have terrible stage fright like when I was younger and it takes a while to build that courage but 
even as you start to like maybe gain some confidence in your skills and, and get some like experience under your belt, release some projects, then you kind of have to pair it with like this humility of always being willing to learn new things, always mm -hmm. being willing to like honor another person's opinion. Like how have you kind of like towed the line between humility and confidence in the music world in your personal life? Like what does that say to you? Yeah, I think it's good to know yourself because I think most people are going to lean one way. Mm -hmm. So I lean more towards confidence. Mm -hmm. So I know that I need more humility. So I find that more times in my life, I'm trying to make adjustments to become more humble. So whether that's like if I have a conversation, and I look back, and I'm like, yeah, I probably was a little like, uh, I don't I don't know the word. I was not humble. <laughs> we'll just say that <laughs> blunt, way. maybe, yeah, or blunt, like upfront. Um, or maybe I tried to make myself sound smarter mm. than I really was, or maybe like I said something just to sound superior. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and so for me, those are signs of like I need to continue calibrating and moving more towards the humility yeah. side. Um, there's things that like I really like and I'm excited about, and so it's hard too when you have something you're passionate about not to always be that guy. Yeah, like. <laughs> And I find like, read the room. Yeah, like full honesty. <laughs> like I find myself doing this. There's times that like I'm somewhere and I hear a song that I mix, and mm -hmm. like my first reaction is like, "Who around here can I tell that I mix this? Like, who do I know <laughs> yeah. that I could like share this with? Because it's yeah. like very exciting and it's fun, right? Um, but that's not like good humility at all. So there's times then like I've lost that battle, and I'm like, "Oh, you hear this song? Like you know I like know this person. You know I mix this kind of a thing." Um, but then like, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I should have like just kept my mouth shut and just like quietly enjoyed that moment. But that's kind of, you know, an interesting thing in itself because it, it goes to ask like, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud of like good work you've done, but then it's like, it can be, I guess, taken to a level where you're like boasting in it yes. or, or yeah. being prideful about it. But mm -hmm. I think I actually, as an artist, like kind of roll this around in my head a lot of like okay so the self-promotion idea of yes. things you know it's like yeah. okay I've, I've worked really hard on this project I believe in like what it's saying I yep. believe in like the music that it's good that it's gonna be like a blessing to people and so I've had to but then it's like oh it feels like icky to like put it out and, and yeah. say like hey everybody go listen to this like it's yeah. amazing you yeah. know and so it's but it but it's also not wrong to say that if if you have something you feel is going to be an enjoyable experience for other people and yeah. you know if it's like oh like yeah like I made this song like you should go check it out um but yeah I guess it, it does kind of come back to the moment like what your motivation for yeah. for saying that thing is like if it's just like hey like everybody look at me look at this cool thing I did or if it's like hey like I'm really proud of this project and I think it's going to be like something fun for you to listen to yeah like you should go listen to that yeah um out of this place of wanting to to give rather than to gain I guess yeah and on the flip side if, if you just want to share music with people because you want to give them like something great that you love you should be doing that with music that's also not has your name on it yeah so like always being willing to share stuff that doesn't tie to you so like yeah, it's great. a lot of times when I share music with people like a question they'll ask me now is like oh did you work on this and like I like that sometimes I'm like nope yeah like I didn't like I really didn't right like I just love this artist like I know the kind of music you like I thought you would enjoy it yeah kind of a thing um that's great okay so what do you do when you're feeling stuck creatively how do you find your way out of that? Um, to be honest, I don't really feel stuck a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, too, like, I'm not as much on, like, the artist side of personality. Mm. So I kind of just continue moving. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so it's hard for me to give advice to people on the artist side because I'm not in their shoes. Um, it seems to me 
Like, if you only work when you're inspired, you're not going to get a lot of stuff done. Mm. <laughs> there has to be a lot of seasons where, like, you just plug away and you try stuff yeah. and you experiment. Um, I do know, too, that it is great to, like, look for inspiration places. Yeah. So I, I, when I am writing a song, if I am kind of stuck, I will just go look up other songs and just kind of listen. Not that I want to, like, steal ideas, but just what kind of inspiration, like, ah, what kind of, like backbeats are happening behind the main beat mm -hmm. like what kind of if i'm producing a country song it's yeah. like what are the other sounds that are normally associated with this song like yeah. i got my drums bass and guitar but like what other little um elements am i missing that i can like sprinkle in there yeah so i mean i think that's kind of like people might have different feelings about that i don't think it's like stealing um i do think i'm just like listening and trying to get an idea of like what i could do yeah um and again i'm not like an i don't I am creative. I don't bend towards like creative aspects of most creatives. So, That's interesting. Yeah. Talk about that. Like, what yeah. do you mean by that? Uh, like, for instance, like my favorite subject in school is like math. You know, hey, but math or music is really mathematical. It, it is, in but some most ways. musicians don't love like the more <laughs> yeah, logical administration, <laughs> organization, all those kind of things. Um, so I even like you know, when I teach music, I can teach it from that kind of a standpoint. Yeah. So like, for example, when I'm teaching someone to play guitar, mm -hmm. um, you know, someone who's more artistic, they might have a student and they're like, Hey, you're just not getting this moment. This is like a soft moment that's supposed to draw you in. And like, they're going to try to like explain it that way. Whereas I kind of come from another way. I'm like, Hey, if you strum really slowly through the chord, mm. it's going to not sound as intense. And it's going to like, put the right. listener more at ease and it's actually going to give you that feel of like this is a slower more quiet moment yeah so i'm like actually thinking about more of like why it feels that way yeah and not just like the hey this is the feeling itself. i want so i actually think that like that kind of sets me apart in this industry because there's not a lot of people that are more on that side of thinking there's a lot of artists yeah and so like not to bash on artists, but like... <laughs> we love you, artists. Yeah, yeah, we love artists. <laughs> and we love you mathematical people. <laughs> yeah, and like artists are like in the zone and like they're doing their thing. And a lot of the artists I work with, I just know like, hey, they're not the best communicators. Like I love them as people. <laughs> it's like, do this thing that sounds like an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but what do you mean? <laughs> even like communicators like answering texts and stuff. You know, because again, like they're out there experiencing the world and they're yeah. like, you know, I have a friend who like literally every couple months he's living in another city producing an album. And like when he's there, he's there. Right. He's very not like minded. everywhere else. He's mm -hmm. very present, which is an awesome thing to have. Yeah. Um, so it's just different. Yeah. You know, and so like some of the things that I excel at, like communication and organization, mm -hmm. um, I think helps out a lot of artists. So yeah. it becomes like a good partnership. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the half that they kind of need to like get their project over the finish line. Yeah. Um, but then it's also sad because, like, there's a lot of times I get work because the current people that are working on their project, mixing and mastering-wise, are not communicating, mm. are not answering them, or now they're on tour with someone, and so, yeah. like, they're done mixing and mastering for the season while they go right. play with so-and-so. And so it's like, yeah, those are, like, all great qualities of an artist. Mm. Um, and so, like, you know, they have areas that they can kind of grow in for their business. Mm -hmm. I have areas that I can grow in yeah. my business. So me continuing to push, like, how do I be creative? How do I, like help artists and think how to communicate to artists yeah. is going to be really good for my business yeah. if that makes sense yeah that's great well and I think too what's interesting is you know there's probably so many I mean I don't I don't know so many you know but there's probably 
people out there who identify as you do, oh, you know, sure. as yeah. creatives yeah. who are also just more like mathematical or logical in their mind. And maybe they feel like, oh, like this, I'm not like a true creative or I don't yes. have like this spontaneous wild thing. And it's like, that doesn't make you any less of a creative person. It just yeah. like you have this different expression of what creativity looks like. And I think that's so special and cool. I relate in some ways because I feel like I've grown up, like my brain is always split. Like I have the like very logical, practical mm-hmm kind of like type a side if you will but then i also like long for like oh i just want like a whole day to like be spontaneous and write music and blah blah blah. and it's almost like i like war between the two and so for me it's become this thing of like embracing like okay like not one or the other is better or lesser it's Mm -hmm. just like these different expressions of how you walk through the world and it can be such a benefit to the different people around you like you know It, it truly is like over the years for me, creativity and like, you know, being an artist like has become so much more of a collaborative experience yes, yep. than like this thing where, oh, I just have to do everything on my own. And mm-hmm. like if I can't do every single piece of this world on my own, then like I'm a failure. And it's like, yep. no, like somebody has the first verse idea and then someone in, comes in with a chorus and yep. someone comes in with a mix and someone comes in with those keys. And yep. like it's just it's one, it's more fun that way. And mm-hmm. two, you get to like see how it all comes together. Like you don't have to have it all, you yes, know? Yeah. But you can embrace what you do have and then celebrate and honor what somebody else has yep. and then together create this amazing thing. Yeah. So I love that. Oh yeah. I talk to so many people who ask me like, I want to learn how to mix and master. I'm like, why? It's like, oh, well, I'm making an album and I want to mix and master. It's like, no, you're not gonna mix one album and it sound like someone who mixes right. songs every single day. Yeah. Um, just like I'm not going to write one song a year and it's going to compete with people who like live and breathe songwriting. So yeah, work with people that do other things really well and be comfortable with that. I think that's like huge. You'll go a lot further. Yeah. Your music will go further. So rather than spending time looking up videos on how to mix and master, if you're a songwriter, like find some kind of like second little income that you can do just to hire a mix and master and it'll be way better. When it comes back to humility again of like, Okay, like maybe recognizing I'm not the greatest at that thing, but I'm really good at this thing. And Mm -hmm. so let me find somebody who can help me with that and not feeling like you're lesser just because you have to do that. You know, they're crafts. So they take time to develop. None of them are like you can watch one video and now you know the tricks to do it. Yeah. And now that doesn't mean if you're like interested and want to learn how to do that, you you know, you can absolutely learn. But it's like still, yeah, just giving yourself the grace and giving other people the honor Mm -hmm. of like what they the time and energy that they have spent into like learning how to do something really well and and letting that be what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you could give like one encouragement to a fellow creative mixed master person, anybody today, something you've learned over the years that encourages you personally, what would you encourage them with? Uh, keep going for sure. Like if you love what you do and believe in it, like you don't have to quit everything to do it, Mm. but like do it on the side and like keep pouring into it, keep developing it. Um, ask other people around you, uh, put stuff out there. Mm. I think a lot of creatives are just so afraid of putting stuff out there. Yeah. Um, the only way you're going to get better and learn is if you put things out there and people, tell you don't like it or even like when I put something out there I now analyze it in a very different way Mm. I am 
overly critical of things that I've put out there versus things that I haven't yeah. because there's that pressure of like, oh, now all these people are listening to this. Like, it, it is different when you are listening to a song by yourself that you've made and then all of a sudden, like even if you're sitting with somebody uh, and playing it for them for the first time. You have to explain a bunch you, of stuff. You're like, oh, wait, you I, I know this is everything bad. differently. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I know this isn't good. Like give grace for this. Like, And it's like, well, if you know that, why don't you change that before? It's right. like you didn't even really know it notice it or care about it until someone's heard it yeah well and like I had a vocal coach Jan Smith um when I was younger tell me you know you have this kind of perfectionism inside of you and that Mm -hmm. can either like cripple you or propel you and so I think a lot of reasons people don't put things out is they're like they're like well maybe it's not good enough or it's not perfect yet or like I'm not there yet and it's like you just gotta you gotta kind of own where you're at and just start releasing things like you said and build upon your story because there's probably never going to be this moment where it's like okay everything is absolutely perfect like it just might be like no like this is really good Mm -hmm. I feel really confident in it and so I'm gonna like put it out or maybe you don't reach that place where you feel really confident in it but you're like I just gotta start trying things and you'll build your confidence along the way as you start to see like oh that wasn't that bad (laughs) like it wasn't that scary like okay I I can do that again and again and you learn and grow that way yeah that's awesome okay so last question here Um, this is a podcast about finding the beauty in each day seeking the sunshine if you will so I want to ask you, what is one thing that has happened today, like today, that was lovely, beautiful, funny, simple, exciting, or that you're just thankful for? Okay. You caught me on my day off from working at church, so my day looks a little different, Um, but just a couple of things today that were just really fun. My daughter, who is turning five, just started kindergarten. Aww. So getting to drop her off at school and just watching her, like there's these little kids in safety vests that are supposed to help them to their classroom. But like I helped her out the door and like the kid in the safety vest didn't see her. And she just like goes and just stood like right next to her, just <laughs> just patiently waiting. Like whenever you want to help me to my classroom. And she just wasn't going to go anywhere, just waiting. Aww. Um, so that was fun. Uh, watched my wife repot a plant outside and we kind of worked on that together. Um, and that's kind of fun because that's just like a new hobby for her, like taking care of plants. Yeah. Um, and it brings her joy. It makes our house look pretty and feel like there's life in it. Um, and then the whole time we're working on that, like my two-year-old son is outside running around in his (laughs) underwear, like asking to help. Um, there's one moment I'm like, I told him, like, hey, go get that thing on the other side of the yard. And he's like, okay, and just goes runs and does it. He just wants to be so helpful. So um, honestly, I really just love hanging out with my family. I love hanging out with people. Um, you know, I was thinking about your last question and just creatives, what do they need to hear? Like building your life around things that are really important, like family, community, um, finding health in your own life. These things are going to propel your creative side so much more. It's so good. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that kind of don't think about those things because, again, you're so in the moment. And it's like you can't write from a place that you haven't been. Yeah. So just making sure that, like, you're taking care of your life, you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your community, and you're, like, you're being involved and present in those things. Um, mm. So good. I think there's really beautiful things about that. And I think there's, I think there's more beauty in that than, like, having millions of streams yes. of being really well known. Like that's why I like mixing and mastering. Cause I don't have to go travel mm-hmm. and tour and do all these things, which I know some people love and that's right. great. Um, but like, I like that. I just get to hang out with my family, be present. I'm building a life. I'm building something here. Yeah. Um, and my music career gets to support that. Yeah. It's not like my whole life is about yeah. building my music career. Yeah. So, and I know like people are going to feel differently about that. And there's mm-hmm. people, you're very passionate about your music. That's awesome. 
I want you to know your life is more than just so good. music. It just yes. is. It's more than your career. It's more than all those things. That's going to end at some point. Yeah. And what, what are you going to be left with kind of a thing? Yeah. So while you're building music career, just also build your life. Yes. It's so good. It's so true. <laughs> I, I definitely like several years back went through that kind of like identity crisis of who am I without mm-hmm. being the artist, yeah. you know? And it was so like, at first it felt like such a big like surrender to lay that down, lay that identity down. But then I found so much more meaning and like beauty in my life and my friendships and my family yeah. and like other things outside of music. And then when music did come back into my life, it was like this life-giving fun additional part of who I am not the whole Mm -hmm. of who I am and so I think that's so so good yeah well thank you so much for being on the show today um you know this has been awesome love getting to chat with you and actually everybody who's listening we're going to be working right after this on some songs for an album I have coming out so spoiler alert (laughs) um that's very fun but David where can people find you online or if they want to work with you you know on a mix and master like what's your info Instagram website all that stuff yep Instagram is David Michon music uh websites www.davidmichonmusic.com you could try to find me on Facebook I guess but anyway you can find me just hit me up I love working with people love helping artists all those things it's very fun sweet well I will also be sure to link all of your you know things in the show notes so you guys make sure you go follow David if you want an amazing mix and master go work with him and if you guys listen to my music Abide was actually mixed and mastered by David as well as uh, oh I forgot to even ask you about this but our project that we have together um, (laughs) called you know, I have a project called Hinzy and we have a song together called Gold Light that he also um, produced and mixed and mastered. So you guys make sure you go check all of those out. Um, hear some of our work together. But thank you again, David. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope this conversation with David was fun for you to listen to and that maybe you learned something or just got a little tip or trick that will help you in some way today. If you want to go listen to Gold Light, the song that David and I wrote together, then you can find it on Spotify and iTunes or license it on Musicbed. David also mixed and mastered my song Abide, which features Maestro Productions. So you can check that out as well. I'll make sure to link both of those in the show notes. Before I leave, I just wanted to remind you, there is goodness to be found in each day. So open your eyes to see it. Seek the sunshine. Fight with kind eyes and honor the breath in your lungs. You matter and you belong. Today will be awesome.